0: you have a couple billion people worldwide that are unbanked. And there is a huge population, growing population across Africa, a high proportion of which are historically unbanked. So what's happening and what's very interesting is we're seeing mobile phones completely transformed communication across Africa initially. So whereas you didn't have the infrastructure of fixed-line phones. You know, These days, most people take it for granted that everybody uses a mobile, but Africa leapfrogged completely. And these feature phones, and the evolution thereof, is transforming financial services. It, what we've seen, and I, I'll just give you a couple stats that I got from the, the GSA, 469 million mobile money accounts in sub-Saharan Africa at the end of last year, 469 million. 23 billion transactions what has happened is huge parts of africa large parts of the population live very remote from a traditional bank branch the infrastructure in africa has not built out the way we take for granted in developed markets and so Rather than, you know, we take for granted roads everywhere, towns everywhere, bank branch on every corner, ATMs available. In practice in Africa, that evolution, with a few exceptions, notable exceptions, what we've got is a whole new generation of services, financial services, often very simple, straightforward services, payments, simple savings, and increasingly some forms of lending activity are being made available, not through a bank branch. Not cash through a teller or, or an ATM, but we're seeing financial services being delivered on feature phones, smartphones, an extraordinary amount of innovation. Often the innovation is from within, you know, in Kenya, in Rwanda, in, in Uganda, in Nigeria or Ghana, or, or you know, there's hotspots across the continent. And what we're seeing is millions of individuals for the first time being introduced to simple financial services, but not through an approach that we take for granted in the West of bank branches and and access to a physical bricks and mortar presence, but the introduction through that simple thing, the phone. And so the, the innovation is extraordinary. And what we're seeing is fit for purpose services being delivered across new technologies leapfrogging completely delivery of certain types of financial services that we have taken for granted in the west our whole lives and you also see things like cards which we're very used to using cards and when we think of mobile money in the west in in a sense a lot of what we're doing is attaching your credit card or your your debit card into your phone right so we, we're all kind of used, well, many of us use now you know, Apple Pay or all these different innovations. They're really, they're very, they're cool, but they're basically card based. What you see in Africa is, is whole new delivery capabilities, but simply dependent on the technology in the mobile phone. And a lot of this d- development has evolved over the last, really last 10 years Initially, a lot of it outside of the traditional regulatory regimes of banking. And that's caused a range of different challenges across the continent. Some countries have been very encouraging of the innovation, with the central banks absolutely supporting developments in mobile money, recognizing that at some stage they'd have to catch up with the regulatory barriers. Other countries have tried to set the regulations up first and allow the innovation second. And so we have kind of disjointed levels of financial inclusion that are are developing across Africa, particularly in countries with high proportions of population, you know, physically remote from bank branches, or literally with sums of money that are simply not economic for a more traditional banking environment to support. Obviously, the, the, the huge benefit of mobile is the phone is there for another purpose and with technological evolution you've got the capability now to overlay you know data and with data you can overlay functionality and we can build in security and we can build in anti-financial crime controls and things so as the intelligence improves of these handsets that we have that are ubiquitous now we now can do a lot more perhaps we should spell this out for people i'm sure it should be understood, but let's spell it out anyway. What is the importance of financial inclusion? What does that mean for people? What does it mean for an economy? I guess, again, for some of your listeners who, some, some of course may be very aware of what's going on across Africa and some maybe not, I'd like to try and bring everyone to the same level. You know, Africa has, on the one hand, some extraordinary innovative dynamic companies, homegrown companies that are growing rapidly and, and transforming the lives of millions. But lack of access to simple financial services is an enormous barrier to growth. And one of the things that our bank is very involved in, we're extremely involved in, in encouraging financial inclusion because financial inclusion, what it really means is an individual, maybe a subsistence farmer, can now make the decision at the right time to harvest crops based on information available on a mobile phone. The right time to go to market, the right time and the right price to sell their, their goods and services. But in cash-based economies, often you know, cash is a problem. And we see that even more now with COVID, uh, for example. Cash circulated. We have countries, um, I mean, it is an extreme, but Zimbabwe with tremendous shortage of physical cash notes. And so that causes great problems around building a dynamic economy. If you don't have the ability either to save money, even very, very small sums of money, that's a problem. You're badly positioned to, when you have a little bit, to protect for when you don't. If you can't raise money, so you might be a subsistence farmer that works with neighbors, each harvesting what they may have excess surplus of, and one individual hiring a a cart or whatever to take these goods to market and to sell. But if you don't have the cart, that's a problem or if you ne- maybe you need to borrow just enough money to pay the stall fee in advance of your selling knowing that you'll sell your goods to be to have the money at the end but if you don't have the money in the beginning so mobile phones are not only allowing people to bypass cash in circumstances where often availability of cash is a, a scarcity but also you can build on a mobile phone a transaction history with the transaction history it's possible to overlay very simple consumer lending products, but at very low cost. It's possible to create very simple saving products. And so from there, you begin to create a market economy out of a subsistence economy. Now, that's a very grossly oversimplistic way of describing it, but I think it, it helps to create some idea. And when you do that with one or two people, it doesn't feel like it, it impacts. But I gave you some stats. 469 million people have mobile wallets now across Sub-Saharan Africa, and that's growing in double digits uh, every year. And there are still hundreds of millions of people across parts of Africa that may have a mobile phone but have yet to have, have a mobile wallet. So we we see enormous growth, and the availability of very very simple financial services allows the creation of small ecosystems and those ecosystems create a more vibrant economy remember jobs are typically created by small businesses around the world they start with one person and they get a little bit busy and then they hire a friend or a neighbor and then they hire a second and a third and a fourth and that's how economies develop it's very difficult to develop an economy if vast parts of your population do not have access to, um, to very simple services now obviously in the cities it's a slightly different situation right Which brings me, and you did mention it uh, there, brings me to the question of what impact the pandemic is having. Is it the case that having this kind of technological solution is actually better when you're faced with this sort of situation? There's absolutely no question that mobile money has played a positive role in an otherwise very difficult uh, situation consumer remittances um, something that some people are very aware of but not everybody there are large numbers of individuals coming out of african countries for example who are working in the middle east and western countries and other other parts of the world the quantum of money sent home every year is astonishing five six hundred billion dollars being sent home by individuals working overseas that help support education, pay for education, or support of their families uh, back home. The pandemic has had a terrible impact around remittances because traditionally remittances were very cash-based. Cash was passed to an agent in one country, and then through very convoluted, albeit very, very effective mechanisms, money was made available in cash at home. So let's call it a, a Zambian nurse, in london wants to send some money home to her mother in zambia now in the traditional cash-based approach pandemic even if the nurse is still working but can't get cash to the to when when we had lockdown was unable to send cash what's happened is technology has transformed that and we've seen vast growth just in the last few months of my example there of say a nurse or somebody who is working wants to send home they're now connecting to an app with a, a digital service here in the UK, for example. And that money is not necessarily being transferred to an agent ultimately in Zambia, but is now following a completely digital path from the UK and can be credited directly onto the mobile phone and a mobile wallet of their mother back in, in Zambia. And with that money, the mother can then pay for the utility bill or potentially transfer money to pay for um for school fees for a younger child. So what we've seen, that's kind of an example of how the new digital technologies, first of all, make it possible to continue to operate where cash has become a problem. Secondly, the cost can be dramatically reduced. A role that we play at Carnegie's Bank, we don't have direct consumer clients, but we work both with commercial banks, with government entities, and we work with some of the um, the category leading digital fintech or fintech payment players we sit behind the scenes what we do is we dramatically improve the foreign exchange conversion we aspire to be the world expert on what we call frontier market fx we're very very good at getting money where it's needed in often challenging in parts of the world so we're good at converting dollars sterling euros etc into kwachas shillings delasses, A a range of currencies people have often never even heard of. We're good at getting money to very remote places. And so we reduce the cost of the currency conversion. And more importantly, we also offer digital payment rails because we've transformed our whole traditional bank infrastructure. We're in the process. We're not completely finished. But we have built direct digital connections into mobile money operators and into banks. So we become indifferent whether we're crediting payment of 10 pounds equivalent in a local currency onto a mobile wallet in in Zambia by example or we're crediting 10 million pounds equivalent into the account into a a bank account also uh, sitting in Zambia on behalf of a mining company or uh, or something so we build digital payment rails connected with highly efficient, I'll call it wholesale ethics conversion that allows organizations to serve their clients. So we we try not to compete with our clients. Our clients are banks and other regulated financial institutions that have clients, but we make it easy for them to move money into you know, across Africa and others. And so for us, mobile money is necessary. You know, if you've got hundreds of millions of people whose financial services now payment-led services are being received on a mobile device, we have to make sure that we can pay into those mobile devices with an overlay of, of compliance and things to make sure that, that, that there's a highly controlled process. So our, our business has grown dramatically. It's because we are playing that technological connector piece, providing some really simple services of currency conversion and payment. Well, it is the technology that, that actually makes this possible. It makes it more efficient, it makes it more cost effective, it addresses the liquidity issue that you mentioned earlier, and it does it in a secure way, which would not have been possible without the technology and, and the technological solution. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm very passionate about the subject, but you know, we've many examples. For example, refugee camps are in fact often towns that are created from scratch overnight. And often refugee refugee camps which exist in, in many parts of Africa, certainly like basic banking capabilities, they're often in post-conflict zones. So there may be issues you know, of rogue elements. They, they can be dangerous. And so carrying cash into refugee camps to support what is effectively a town that requires you know, people setting up small restaurants and tuck shops and all these different businesses that, that spring up from scratch. Historically, those all would have been cash-based. However, you have to get the cash there, and that that comes with lots of real risk of of vehicles disappearing, people being killed, whatever. I I don't want to overplay that, but in the new world with technology, you can create a digital ID with a mobile device. With a digital ID, you have certainty who's in the camp, and now if agencies that are working, uh, particularly the big UN and some of the other uh, development agencies, that provide services to help to support refugee camps, now they can move to technological solutions that are safer, lower cost, and that actually help to, to kickstart the whole, I'll call it the rebirth of financial inclusion and often allow people to reestablish lives that have been displaced by conflict or climactic issues or other issues that can create displacement of individuals at scale so all the, we work with we're working with many organizations like this to use technology to create financial services that support frankly the development of better lives for for millions and millions of people you know we're commercial but we um we do make a real difference and you know our people are committed to making a difference and we can do that by investing in technology to allow us to, to scale. We were very, very small. We we're we're still small, but we're we're growing very rapidly, precisely by transforming our infrastructure.